there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we all? Good, thanks. Thanks yeah. for asking. Tuesday afternoon, a little bit chilly in old Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Keeping your head nice and warm there with the... Got my beanie on, yep. I noticed you guys don't have any beanies on. Cool heads. Is this going to be a thing? Which part? Are going to do an extended beanie bit? Just... Some nice banter. I don't, think, I don't think it has legs. Oh, okay. <clears throat> You're not concerned that it's the same colour as your top? It's not the same colour as my top. Oh, my God. It is not. Cam? Cut all of these, verify, please. Ver- verify these colours for the audience. They're very similar. They're olive green. Olive, olive green. Yeah. That is not an... No, well, fuck you guys. It's yeah. not an olive green it's beanie. basically... I couldn't even see it when you took it off just then. What are we talking about? Not right. beanies. Let's never do that again. On the agenda today, ley lines... And crop circles, what are they? What do they do? What purpose do they serve? Who's bloody put them there? Who has put them there? What are we going to do first? Should we start with ley lines? Yeah. All right. The nice nice straight easy ones and then we'll get to the complicated stuff, the uh, circles. Oh, I got some circular stuff in the ley lines. What? Yeah. That's going to that's gonna blow your mind a little bit. All right. Should we start with the original thing of what ley lines are? Yes. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. What are ley lines? So some dude in England was like out tramping. What do they call it? Rambling in England? Dogging. Is that what they call it? <laughs> yeah, something different. <laughs> but he was out out for a ramble yep. with his son, I think. And uh, he noticed because the, the, there were like some archaeological sites or like ancient sites. And he noticed that, oh, there's a bit of a sort of a line between them. There was a bit of a trail between these things, he's like, that's interesting. Mm. You know, it's England. There's not a lot to do. He's like, that's interesting. I wonder uh, if there's any other, anything else like this. He pulled out his map when he got home, got the, the old ruler out, the old protractor, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck a protractor is. But have you used a protractor since like grade three? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I really know what that's for. Measuring angles, right? Yeah, I think. Hmm. Why were we being set up with all these protractor skills? I'm assuming the globe Earth conspiracy to make us think the Earth was round. Like, mm. I understand, you know, in the olden days, yeah, 
Now, bear in mind, I did have inkwells in my desk at school. Yeah, really? So, but yeah. <laughs> still, were they, were they used? Or no, they were just, no, oh, okay, yeah, we had the inkwells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did use slates on occasion and abacuses. Oh, yeah, I remember using abacuses. Yeah, but the time of the protractor was over. Like, they didn't need to be setting us up to, I, like, go into, into the alchemist's guild or whatever. No, I think protractors are still. What do you think a protractor is? Is it like it's the one you can stab people with? No, no it's a that's set a square. No, it's, what? How are you stabbing people? That's not a set square. A set square is a right angle, isn't it? Yeah, and one of the if you got a triangle with a right angle, oh, okay. you got two pretty other pointy angles. <laughs> it's a compass you're thinking of. A compass. Oh right, I'm thinking of a compass. Yeah, but what's it? Oh, protractor's like, the the half circle thing. Yeah, yeah, that you measure angles with. Yeah, you well, stab it. people with that unless you sharpen it. Yeah, yeah. or you salty anything to stab people <laughs> like totally. Yeah. Set squares. Yeah, no. But protractors, set squares, compasses, I'm throwing them all into the mix. Okay. Right. There's things that we didn't need to know how to use. Yeah. Like, if I'm learning how to be a builder, all right, bring him out. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but they didn't know you weren't, weren't learning how to be a builder. I didn't the need the fundamentals. You probably, well, you, you kind of do need to learn the fundamentals at school, right? Yeah. <sighs> Not of building, though. But like you need to like you got to learn about triangles and angles. How and would you be like able that? to know the value of x if you don't have a understanding of angles? Mm. Anyway, we're getting distracted. Uh, you're getting distracted. We know what's we the, understand the, the point value is, of a protractor. He's gotten home. He's yep. pulled out his ruler, his protractor. Do we want to give him a name? Because I know his name. Yeah, what's his name then? Alfred Watkins. Yeah, old Waddy. He's pulled out his ruler. He's like, yep, definitely a straight line between. These two bits. Don't know why I've got this protractor out. Yeah. Or this compass. <laughs> yeah. He's, he was just getting, he was ready for anything. Yeah. In case, yeah. He didn't know that all the ley lines were going to be straight. He had a Some compass of, and a set square, so he was clearly a mason. <laughs> yeah. Some of them could have been curvy. Anyway. He, he would starts have got out a French curve. <laughs> he starts looking at some of the other ancient sites in the in England. Starts drawing lines. Fucking lines intersecting all of these sites. Right. Okay. Now, and he decides they're called ley lines. Lines intersecting the sites in the same way that Robbo found out that the if you join two places together, it's a straight line. Well, that was a straight uh, ley line video. That was an, I didn't learn that. I learned it after seeing the ley line video. Right. So, yeah, it is a bit like that. The thing is there's so many ancient sites in England and then when later on it got sort of expanded out to like cover all of Europe, there are so many sites that you can – draw all of these lines and you're likely to at least go through a bunch of them yeah. with one straight line. Yeah. So he, while he came up with the concept, he didn't tie it into anything spiritual. No, his thing was that there was, I think the idea was that originally like England had been a lot more heavily wooded, mm. more forested mm. than it was in these modern times. And so the idea was that there were actual pathways between these sites and that's why the sites were, you know, laid out where they were because they yeah. were on the pathway, which yeah. all made sense. There's also a um, an astronomer who influenced old Alfred Watkins mm. and he had the theory that a lot of things were aligning with celestial things mm. yeah. um, because that's how you... Navigate. Yeah, so you navigate, so that's how you work things out. Back Especially in the day. when there's trees everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You want to yeah. go, okay, there's... Such and such a star. I know that to get to bloody Stonehenge, yeah, I'm just going to follow straight towards that. Yeah, on my way, I'll pass probably a well. I'll be able to fill up on my water. Yep, 
and then keep going straight and I'll get to Stonehenge. Yeah. Makes it easy. If I don't hit the top of these hills, I know I'm not going straight, so I'll go straight for those as well. Makes it easy. Makes a lot of sense. So yeah. it's basically bullshit. <laughs> well, it became- As it turned out. <laughs> yeah. I think that someone did a thing where they uh, did the same thing with phone boxes. They did, they did Woolworths and phone boxes. Yeah. And worked out that it's just, yeah. yeah. It lined them up in straight lines everywhere around right. England. It seems to be a pretty English theory. Yeah. Um, it did get, it has been expanded out over the years yeah. into, you know, Americans and global. But yeah, it seems to be all very British. Mm. Do you guys want to know who, um, the story of the guy that made it spiritual? Yes, I'd love to hear this story. Uh, John Michel. Uh, he John Michel Jarre. No, yes, John Michel. Who's that guy? Don't even worry about it. Um, he was a dude that smoked heaps of weed. I am worried about it now. And <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'll never know. Iconic musician from the, like the seventies. Played a lot of synths. Did Oxygen. You know, from Bloody Gallipoli. There'll be someone listening to this who's like, oh, finally, a synth bit for me. John Michel. Yeah, loved weed. Uh, he loved weed. The herb. Yep, the the reefer, as some people call it. Mm. Um, and in 1969, he wrote a book, which I didn't write the name down of. It's probably not important. Uh, but he said aliens helped us create the, the ley lines. Right. Uh, then he left that book in a cafe and lost it, so he had to rewrite it. <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. It wasn't the only book that he wrote, though. He also wrote a, uh, another book called The Hip Pocket Hitler. Right. Uh, full of humorous and insightful Hitler quotes. So he thought that Hitler got a bit of a bad rap, and so he wanted yeah. to, to, to give him some positive publicity. He's like, people don't realise how funny Hitler is. Yeah. Hmm. Bit of comic relief. I and insightful. Like. So, um, yeah, he made the, he sort of started saying that it was all to do with aliens and UFOs. Is that because they were, they could fly up in the air and go, yeah, I guess so. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we needed any help. Like, they're, they're such basic, <laughs> such basic geometry. <laughs> These earthlings can't create straight lines. Yeah. Should we show them the power of flight? Or yeah. Should we show them the power of straight lines? Guess what? We can do straight line. We can make a straight line between any two points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It just happens. You guys get anything? What'd Wait, you get? What'd what you get? sort of funny Hitler stuff was he putting in his book? Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't look into that any further. Hitler be like, <laughs> yeah, this is the sixties, so he, I don't know. Very visual gags. All these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's on Amazon or what, but you can probably download it for your Kindle. Yeah, I don't know if I will. Yeah, just ruin your recommendations. Yeah, which this podcast has already cooked enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do you find interesting about these these ley lines that connect spiritual sites? Well, I've, my understanding of ley lines was the same. It's just like the alignment of significant geographical locations or landmarks. But I also found people talking about ley lines as in straight cracks or straight fault lines in the Earth's crust. So not just where things are laid on top of the earth, but like the lines that go under the earth as well. Apparently there's a lot of things that have lined up over these sort of uh, tectonic joins Mm, that are dead straight. Things like Einstein's lab, Mm. Tesla's lab, a whole bunch of places like that. And apparently people reckon, because Einstein was like getting all into Kabbalah physics, Mm -hmm. don't know what that means, but it sounded... 
cooked. Tesla was close with some Swami. Yep. Who uh, this, apparently the Swami Virakanda helped Tesla understand what the like aha moment was when you come up with an idea. Yeah. So you go, ah, idea. And apparently he tied all that into using the energy that's created in these ley lines, yeah. build your bloody infinite power machine over at Tel- uh, Telstra, <laughs> Tesla. Yeah. Free power for everyone. And that's how he powered his bloody wonder machine. So was that, because I saw the, the term energy lines, something like that come up quite a bit, or energy. I think, I've got a feeling they're just all interchangeable. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know if there are any dead straight joins in the tectonic plates. Like they're no, talking they're about. all pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah, all over the place. Yeah. And like fault lines, just everywhere. Mm. And then tectonic plates are like they're huge. So yeah. you could probably, yeah. Don't know. But apparently the, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of this energy going around in these fault lines. Which uh, just don't want to, don't want to bloody keep bringing him up. Mm. But old mate Hitler was on it. Oh no! Oh. Trying to harness dark forces of these things. Yeah. Any any luck? Probably not. Well, it depends who you listen to, doesn't it? He uh, there was that woman Maria Maria Orsic, mm. who apparently helped form the Vril Society. What's mm. the Vril Society? So. This is one of those things where someone wrote a, a book once, like a sci-fi book, and then someone else was like, yeah, no, nah, that's probably a real thing. Scientology. It's basically Scientology. Yeah. So in, uh, when was it? In 1870, this guy called, didn't write his name down. He wrote a book called The Power of the Coming Race. Which- <laughs> <laughs> No one's touching it. Put it in the context of Hitler, and it's bad already. Yes, yes. In the book, they talked about this energy source called Vril, yeah. V-R-I-L, which was liquid energy. And it was like this really all-powerful energy source. So in 1935, this gi- this German scientist fled Nazi Germany to the US. Mm. And while he was there, he mentioned that there was a group called the, uh, the Society for Truth. Mm. We're like, maybe we can find this Vril stuff and use it. Mm. So the Vril Society was like formed by the Nazis to find this sort of infinite liquid power source that they had read about in this cook the book the sci-fi book the coming race the coming yeah. race yeah the power of the coming race they're looking for the yeah. liquid in the coming race they're like well, we're obviously the coming race oh god <laughs> i'm not with it did you just click to that yes you know older gentleman robo and i we've been you know I was thinking, you know, yeah, the Nazis were all about the fucking coming of their master race. Yeah. And we're like, coming. <laughs> You're like, they're racing. <laughs> oh, God. Why do I even bother? Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> the Vril Society was a precursor to the Thule Society. All right. How is the Thule Society spelled? T-H-U-L-E. Hmm. Uh, but apparently the Nazis found the Vril energy. This, right. is, this is where it gets interesting. How much of this is real? Depends who you talk to. Well, if I talk to, if I wanted to talk to someone who was like, all right, the Vril Society was an actual society. Yeah. But, Probably. They, they, but Vril isn't a thing. Well, is that real? Vril, pretty much Vril is not a thing. But this yeah. is, this is, we're talking about fucking conspiracies and hypotheticals here. Yeah. But like the Vril Society existed at some point. 
Or Maybe. is this just in the According book? to this German scientist who okay. defected to the US. Yeah. Okay. So this guy went to the US and was like, fuck, they've got this society right. looking for this stuff called Vril. Yeah. And there's this chick who's like a bit of a spiritualist who's like telling us all about the spear of destiny and like going to help the Nazis win the war because yeah. they're all into occultism and mm. stuff. But the conspiracy is that the Nazis found the Vril power, which is what fueled their fucking UFOs. To the moon? To the moon where well, they've yeah. still got a base. Yep. And to Antarctica. If I uncovered ancient power yep. and, like, could go anywhere, moon Antarctica, pretty low on my list. Well, it depends if you want to start a secret base there and hide out until the time's right. Yeah, where are you going to start your secret base? Oh, I guess In Chicago. Tropical island somewhere? In a volcano where yeah. you're just going to melt. In gore. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Robert would probably bury his UFO in sand. <laughs> Yeah, doing that. That's terrible. Huh? That's a good callback <laughs> to like the first episode or something. But yeah, this it's apparently they find that in these ley lines somehow. So the ley lines where the Vril is. Are the tectonic plate ones. Oh, okay. Not the just stuff neatly lined up things. Yeah. What did you get, Cam? Uh, I did find someone who, well, I found a bunch of people like, like every major monument and significant site is connected by ley lines, which is super convenient. It's so easy to like make up. Uh, someone was saying Fukushima, the nuclear plant, was on top of one. Mm. Oh, I've got to say, this is my new favourite sort of video this was revealed in because it was like the video starts and she's like, I'm going to start, I'm going to tell you all about uh, ley lines and Fukushima, but if you don't want to listen to me, just click the link below and you can read it. I was like, thank you. Because I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on for half an hour about this. You just want to skim, skim read. I just want to read it. Mm. I'm a quick reader, but I can only listen at one second per second. You can so, speed up YouTube videos. Well, this was pretty cooked, as you might imagine. Uh, part of the whole Fukushima thing was that uh, in 2011, which is when it went up in March, that was when Aries was going into Uranus or Uranus was going to Aries. Come on, Robbo, you're above that. The coming race to Uranus. I can see him leaning in at the corner. He's got it. can crack up at bloody the coming race, but not Uranus. Go ahead. Why am I being blamed here? So Uranus, Robbo. Yep. Uranus. Mm -hmm. What do they bloody put into the power station, into a nuclear power station? Sneaky bit of uranium. Oh. Do the math on that. So the planet. Yeah. The astrological whatever that's doing. Yeah. When they say a, something's moving into the house of something, yeah. mm. what does that mean? Is it I've just, got no fucking idea. Okay. We should read up on this because it yeah. seems to inform a lot of things. Yeah. It's, got, it's, got, it's got something to do with where the planet is in its orbit compared to like constellations, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So each constellation is a different house. Yeah. Yeah. I think where the planet rises at the horizon when the stars come out, not all, they're not always lined up. Yeah. I think has something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> Fukushima on a ley line. Also, like way deep into this whole thing, she just dropped in. Oh, and of course, Fukushima was like a false flag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so <it's> like even <laughs> false flags are on ley lines. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really happen. Well, the, the 1888 ley line conspiracy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that seems to be a big one. So, yeah, also on a ley line. Mm. World Trade Center, yep. Boston bombing yep. location, Sandy Hook. Yep. Uh, it wasn't actually the World Trade Center. I think it was the school where George Bush first learned 
ah. of the World Trade Center incident. Right. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I thought that's that's a pretty tenuous one. But what's the 188 code? Oh, I tried to look up the numbering system. Yeah. Because there's like 148 is another one. I think okay. 148 and 188, if you they intersect at some pyramid in Mexico, mm. and the uh, if you got your protractor out and worked out the degrees where they, how they intersect, mm. yeah, 33. Right. Because oh. yeah, I did. I did actually fire up a video about the 188 code, mm. which began with the entire red pill scene from the Matrix. Okay. Like the entire scene. How long does that go for? From go to woe, like four minutes, right. five minutes. It's a good way to pad out your video. They mm. did put a little bit of light techno over the top of it. Mm. If you want to red pill me, don't show me the red pill scene. <laughs> <laughs> because they failed. I did you just click out? Yeah, I just clicked out. I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. Could have clicked forward. If you want to red pill me, show me the proof in five minutes. Yeah. No, keep it less than that too. Yeah. I'm looking for between two and three. Yeah. Give me three minutes and then for more information, now you've been red pilled, yeah. you can get the, the dates. Now you can enjoy this Matrix scene. Yeah. And then we'll follow that up with an hour. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't work out the numbering system. I tried to find out why they all get assigned numbers, but. The other thing I noticed about ley lines is that, uh, you know, we talked about uh, 923 last week mm. and what I found heartening about the 923 community, mm. with the exception of like old Steve who's jumped onto it now, but like everyone who was onto it like back in 2015 especially, they're all buds. Yeah. They're all working on the mystery together. Yeah. They're all watching all of the worst movies and television. <laughs> To find the clues and collaborating. Seems like in the Leyline community, everyone's got their own theory. No one wants to work together. Ah, mm. you think there needs to be more collaborating? Well, everyone's just got their own stupid thing. <laughs> what if you, what if they went, okay, let's work out where we all are, mm. see who intersects on what Leylines, mm. and then we team up and became, become one Leyline research team mm. and we all combine at the end. Sounds like a bloody good idea. Yeah. Leyline researchers, get at me. The one the, the one we're talking about, 188, I think Denver Airport was on that. Yeah, that's the one with the big underground Illuminati base, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and and the, all the cooked artwork. Yeah, crazy murals. Did you get a, a dose of the Pope? Did not get a dose of the Pope. The Pope, apparently the last blood moon in September 2015, the Pope was in the US and he went from Washington DC to New York to Pennsylvania. Mm. This was on 923. Was it? Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, now I'm a believer. Yeah, Wait, okay. Finish what you're saying though. So there's a there's five cities in the US which are like like important like uh, Civil War or War of Independence or whatever cities. New York, Boston, Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania, uh, and one other that are all in a straight line across the eastern seaboard. Yeah. Mm. In a ley line. Ooh. But the Pope was there. Visiting all of those places, yeah, on that date, yeah. So they they are all just major cities, <laughs> yeah, across, but across America in a straight line, yeah. So where you would go if you're doing a cross country tour of yeah. America? Did he go anywhere else? Did we know? Don't Probably know, not. but you know, did he have some sort of power knowledge thing going on? So that's why he visited there on those days. Getting getting the vril, getting the vril, harvesting that vril, yeah. 
was watching one video. Was the Pope at that stage uh, ex-Nazi? 2015? 2013. Is when the current Pope went in? So it was the current Pope. The current Pope, yep. But he was probably acting under instruction from the other one. Yeah. Because the Nazi Pope is probably the one really pulling the strings. Yeah. Unless he died. Did he die? No, he's still alive. He's just re- resigned. Yeah, he just resigned. He's had enough. He wasn't, he wasn't Pope for very long. No, I feel like he wasn't. Hmm. Is he the one that was a lizard or is that the current Pope? I think they're all lizards in some way. Yeah. I, in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Literally or figuratively. Right? Uh, Am I right? <laughs> um, I was watching one uh, kind of in the background while I was doing some work the other day and it was just a long video and this guy was – a lot of these were very light on information. Just, you know, these ley lines exist, bad things exist, ergo, ley lines. Um, but this one, I just caught him saying something because I wasn't really listening but he said – Remember when I said Satan had nothing to do with these energy vortices? I lied. Humans are using ley lines and energy vortices to get to Satan. So Satan doesn't really have anything to do with them in terms of Satan didn't draw them or create the create mm. these lineups of monuments. But humans use them in order to sacrifice things somehow to Satan and that's a way to get closer to Satan. Yeah, I did see I did see vortices and vortexes come up a bit. Mm. So also, like all of the pyramids and yeah, yeah. You know, so it's you know all of these ancient things in Europe, sure. But then when you expand it out, it's like all of the pyramids, all of the Mayan stuff, it's all connected. And then you know, Stargates, baby. Mm. Speaking of Opening CERN, Sneaky Vortex, CERN, oh, yeah. on, on a CERN and the Brooklyn uh, Brookhaven Lab in the US, both on ley lines, both have got hadron colliders. Yeah. But CERN is so fucking huge. Yeah. Of course it's on a ley line. <laughs> and this is another one of those things. That's like, why it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of those things where like one lined up that I watched, but you look where he put the the pin. It wasn't quite right. where. Yeah. The, yeah. The, like if you know, look at this place and this whole thing, and it's like 50Ks over and that draw, draw a line, all the spots would be kind of around it. So if you're not even being precise – with your straight line, I feel like you're, you're stretching yeah. the truth. So the, the the thing that pointed out CERN was also saying that CERN and the, the Brookhaven lab are using their LHCs to fuck with the Earth's magnetic field mm. through ley lines, trying to mind control us. Okay. Because we're all connected to Gaia. Yep. And they're trying to fuck with Gaia to fuck with us. Use the LHC. Mm-hmm. To screw up the Earth's fields, screws up our fields. Yep. Mind hey, control. How has your field been feeling lately? Oh, it's been all right. But yeah. aren't they just about to fire up the LHC again? Oh, I don't know. Keep an eye on our fields. We'll report it next week. Yeah. Can I just read to you from the video description of God Code Matrix of 188? Major discovery of Earth's mega quake ley line energy grid part one and two. Yeah. Yes. So well, can you firstly, read it in a robot voice? Firstly, there's links to uh, parts three, four, and five. How Too many it, parts? How long did each part go for? Uh, well, part one and two is 24 minutes. Each? But here's the beginning of the video description. It's combined. First, I want to clear up a confusion about the Denzel quote from Training Day. I have been confused a lot about the Denzel quote from Training Day. Yeah. People seem to think I used because I supposedly thought Denzel was Lawrence Fishburne. Lol, not the case. It was intentional, but didn't realise there would be that confusion. Okay. 
King as, Kong ain't got shit on me. As much information and material as I covered in this video, it's just scratching the surface, which I'll deal with more in part three, since many of the concepts I discussed need more study. And although I initially wanted to keep the video under 10 minutes, due to the complexity, magnitude, and amount of information that could only be grasped by important context, especially for those new to this topic, it couldn't be done. Whether anything occurs or not is anyone's guess, but I've presented this information in hopes it might help raise awareness and preparedness just in case for those who live in or around major quake-prone zones, these ley lines may be trying to tell us something. And then it goes on for like 10 more paragraphs. Can I just point out how fun quake-prone zone is? Yeah, quake-prone zone was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good good band name. Yeah. Throwing that one out there. So. If anyone thought that he was mixing up Denzel Washington and Lawrence Fishburne, think again. Do you guys want to hear about the flat earth? Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell yes. Uh, so if you... Oh, all right. Take, <laughs> if you take all the ley lines and then you put them on a flat earth map... Yeah, they make sense. They start making circles because oh. they're drawn on a globe earth. And then they start combining and it kind of looks like the flag of the planet Earth, which is a proposed flag yep. that's going to combine all nations, which is some sort of New World Order conspiracy. Yep. But yeah. But that's not even a New World Order conspiracy. That's just the New World Order. Yeah. That's just like when we have, an, <laughs> when we have a one-world government, Yeah. literally when we have a one-world government, we'll need a flag. Mm. Otherwise, not, the Klingons are going to be coming around. Do we not like, have a planet flag? Well, it's got to be. I think there's a couple. I think the United Nation one might be kind of the accepted, which but is a flat Earth. We can't be fucking showing that off to aliens, though. But this this one that the the ley lines look like they'll be like those dickheads think their things flat. We can see <laughs> it from out here. It's totally a globe. Um, the one that he the 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 ley lines look like it's just one that some Swedish artist came up with and proposed and built a website and on the website he's like photoshopped the flag onto alien uh, alien onto astronauts yeah onto their like uh, astronaut suits and the guy narrating the video was like oh look nasa are involved they're always involved <laughs> no they were just photoshopped <laughs> in <laughs> uh so that was the flat earth i clicked on a lot of other videos that, that claimed they were going to tell me about flat earth and ley lines but they didn't no don't just put ley lines into your video title yeah. If it's not about ley lines. One was going to tell me about black holes, ley lines and flat earth. Uh, and then they started saying the flat earth map was proof that we live in a black hole. Yeah. And then he was using some old map from like the 1800s, which a lot of flat earthers do. And the, the map said, you know, this map is correct and to be used for scientific purposes. And he's like, see, they knew then this is the correct map. It's like, yeah, but. They didn't have spaceships then. No. They've got spaceships now. They were idiots. Yeah, they couldn't get far enough away. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was about as far as I got with the Plato stuff. It's interesting. If you start spinning these body lines around, they turn into circles. Mm. Oh. I wonder what's going on there. Perhaps when we return, we shall discover the truth. <laughs> Crop circles, baby. Yeah. What are they? Where do they come from? Well, there's a lot of bloody theories. 
Uh, number one, mm-hmm. dickheads. Yeah. Yep. Dickheads fucking with people's crops. This is another English one as well. Yeah. yeah. Crop circles. This is our buddy English show. And I mean, this is this is one that we were like, let's talk about crop circles. And I was like, all right. But like pretty much haven't they just been completely debunked? Because <laughs> the guys who did them were like, we did them. This is how <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so there are people that still say, yeah, okay, cool. You did some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we did those ones too. Yeah, so like, no, no, remember how they started appearing in 1970 or whatever? We've yep. done them from then until now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But there are also people who are like, well, and this is where the conspiracy bit comes in. They're like, you're saying that you did them or you, you've you done a few of them to distract from the real ones or so that, you know, smug podcast hosts will write it off as a hoax. Right. Mm. It's a uh, false flag situation. Yeah, they're exactly. bloody disinformation shills. Yeah, they are precisely. Oh. Do we want to hear the uh, the very first crop circle? It was in Australia. <laughs> oh, he buzzed me. They well, it kind of was. Yeah, but they they found one. Uh, there's a wood cutting from 1678 in England, and it's got the devil cutting crops into a circle. Yeah, uh, and that's quite often said. But he's just, spinning, That's just around, him, yeah. spinning around with a scythe. He's just scything away. Yeah, yeah. but he's, he's creating a, a circle though. To be fair, that's what they like. They did. Like he's just fucking up crops. Yeah, he's just the progenitor of the of a crop well, fuck up prank. I think the um, when you swing a scythe though, it, it creates a natural curve. If I had a protractor, I'd be able to tell you. Yeah, how many angles per swing you get? <laughs> but he's just he's spinning a- around. He's got, he's got <laughs> the scythe like. In his hand, yeah. and like the the woodcutting, it's it's kind of uh, like a racetrack shape, like kind of oval oval shape. What's the bloody devil up to? Well, it comes from a, a I don't know if it was a poem or a, probably a ballad or something. And a guy says, um, "I'm better off getting the bloody devil devil to cut my crops than I don't know some other crop cutter that was going to help him out." So he's yeah. just owning some dickhead. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, and then, then the then no other crop circles throughout history at all until nineteen seventy nineteen sixty six. And Tully, Tully, yeah. What do you what did you hear about that one? Well, some obviously drunk Queenslander was like famously drunk people of yeah. the Queenslanders was yeah. like, "Whoa, what's that taking off over there?" It's a bloody UFO. Doesn't Take look, him off. Doesn't look like a galah. What is ah, it? It's a bloody UFO. And he went over to where it was. There's a little circle in the ground. What? How big a circle though? I don't actually know. Yeah. Nothing I think I it was very big. Any. Yeah. So it was I, a circle of like flattened grass or whatever. Yeah. And then after that, they started popping up in England in the 70s and throughout the 80s. And uh, I think just because these two dudes in England were like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, hmm. let's fucking go out and make a big one. So the the kind of marquee year for crop circles, nineteen ninety six, was the the big one. Um, was that the one at Stonehenge? Yeah, there's one by Stonehenge. There's like a whole bunch that year, and I kind of remember. I reckon that was the year that I saw it on the news when like it was being reported on 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 you know international news, and then those guys come out and said, "No, nah, it's us doing it." They showed how they did it. Mm. And the was like, planks nah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have wooden planks, and they have rope, and they step on the planks. And then they kind of talk about how they they probably use protractors, mm. how the way they they do it. It's easy to measure out circles that are, correspond to each other on certain angles. So yeah. like spirals and stuff are really easy to do. But this one 
and pilot flew over near Stonehenge, 45 minutes flew back, crop circle. Right. He's like, it wasn't there, didn't see it when I flew over. Yeah. Suddenly it's there, broad daylight. How did that happen? Uh, and I read an interview with the guy who was behind a lot of these. Um, their website is circlemakers.net, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he explained kind of the math behind it. And he's like, yeah, I know exactly when they did it. It was between like two and three. I don't think the pilot, you didn't see it basically. Yeah, yeah. noticed it the first it. time, noticed yeah, yeah. it the second time. Yeah. He was actually pretty convincing in his, in his interviews. But uh, yeah. You got the guy with the argument that it's just dudes. The guy that is one of the dudes yeah. that runs the website, circlemakers.net. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's going, he show, takes you out to a shed and shows you all his planks with bits of rope on. Yep. Do you not believe this guy, Cam? No, I believe him. I'm just like, oh, he's, this guy who's telling the truth was very convincing. <laughs> well, it's yeah. easy to convince when you're doing that. Did you come across some alternative theories, though? I came across that it was hedgehogs doing it. Yeah, banging hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, that was a theory. But I don't know how that, that even is remotely a possible theory, but apparently hedgehogs get all randy and get together in groups. And so I guess the, the it'd have to be a huge hedgehog orgy. And they'd have to like orgy around and then jump yeah. to a smaller orgy, little splinter orgies into a spiral. Which, I mean, like, that might be how it works. Yeah. Like you f- you're feeling out the situation. Everyone's in the big in the big circle. <laughs> yep. You're feeling out the situation. You're finding... Gingerly feeling out because yeah. of the, the spines. Yeah. Very gingerly. Then you find a, a hedgehog who's like down. Yeah. And then you and you and that other one jump yeah. over to your little splinter yeah, yeah. orgy. Yeah. And, and then, then another one it. jumps over next to you and you're like, hey, go yeah, away. Next one. And then yeah. you end up these spirals. Yeah. I think we would crack the cone. Yeah. It's just horny well, hedgehogs. Enjoy if our theme music. We'll see you later. If you want to find <laughs> us. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> So the, I guess the the classic thing is that it's like aliens, right? Alien landing places or messages from aliens, sort of giving us codes and leaving trails behind. Did you guys come across Horace Drew? No. Horace Drew, Dr. Horace Drew. A doctor. Dr. Ooh. Horace Drew. So Dr. Horace Drew, is uh, his theory was that they're – either aliens sending us messages or potentially what they could be is not messages to us, but messages being left by time travelers. Okay. Leaving marks through time so they can see where things happened. Human time travelers. Yeah. Not aliens. So, oh mate, way in the future, we're like, I've got to travel back in time to check that thing out. Yeah. Go there. With my, from my bloody DeLorean up in space, mm. shoot my bloody laser down into this field to leave a unique mark. Yeah. Okay, so now in time, Got where that, that unique mark is, I know that's where that happened, so I can go back there. That seems flawed to me. How? Name one way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Robo this. Use a calendar at some point. You just see the calendar when you're flying past. Mate, when you can travel back as far as space and time goes. Yeah. How big a calendar is that going to be? No, but like you just shoot your laser down at a calendar and or shoot your bloody binoculars down and have a look. Oh, the calendar says this bloke's bloody nuts. Twenty thirteen. You have time to find a fucking calendar while you're <laughs> yeah. flying through space. Well, I'm just gonna all of your space time travel is going via high point. Yeah. 
Via those the like, shopping mall? Yeah, via the shopping mall and those little calendar kiosks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. shit, it's the wrong time of the year. There's no calendar kiosks. My, or you get like the real wrong time of the year when they're selling off like the discount calendars yeah. from the year before. Uh, yeah, that'll throw you through a Like no one needs these anymore. No. But we've got to, we still got to move them. We can't have them clogging up the warehouse. But, because every year there's more calendars. It never stops. If you go, okay, Stonehenge, we know where that is. Yep. It's been there for bloody a long time. I'll just go to where Stonehenge is or depending on where in the future or the past where it was, I'll just fucking hit forward and watch the field down there. There it is. Whoa. Hey, brakes. Yeah. Back up a bit. There it is. There's my mark. Um, okay. That's 1996. Uh, the other, the other problem with that theory. He says another problem. Like he actually even gave one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Robo's first so, problem. With the first problem with the theory. Yep, choose Andrew Bolt. Is <laughs> uh, the human influence on these could fuck it up. So like you put one down and then you bugger off back to see some dinosaurs. It's there. It doesn't matter then, what someone does in 10 minutes to it. But then you come back and the farmer's already, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah. Once you do it, it's in time. That's it. This bike's not thinking bloody fourth. Look at this. Is he? No, ready? What was that? That was me marking that point in time by flipping my book. Okay, so, so the what, fact that I flipped it back doesn't mean that I didn't flip it just a, what, what, a few seconds ago. What purpose does that have then? I don't get the purpose. It's to, so you know where to bloody stop off. So when I want to know, like, when was two minutes before we both bashed Robbo, <laughs> <laughs> I just go back literally through time in a linear fashion until I see the book flipped and I go, okay, I'll just stop here and wait a couple of minutes. So, like, so I'm going to see a show. So they're going past Stonehenge. Yeah. And they're coming from the future and they're going back, what are they, back to see the Nephilim. You don't have to actually go, you, you, you don't have to go physically through space to be travelling in time. You can just sit there. Okay, yeah. So you're sitting there and I'm going, I need to go back to see the, I mean, that, I didn't literally think that's how they do it when I move my hand. Right. God. You want to go back to see some Nephilim, maybe yep. get a sneaky banging. Yep. And so you, ha- what purpose is marking a spot in a random time? So, so when you're hurtling through... The millennia, yeah, in a in like a matter of mere seconds. Yep, you just watch the space on the field, and you can see the different shapes. And you go, "Oh, that's the one I left." Yeah, when yeah. the Nephilim were there, and it's not the time I need to get back to. No, so I'll just find the next one. Okay, yeah. that's what mm. I want to catch Oasis at Glastonbury. You oh. know what it's like. <laughs> here's a big fat book, right? Yep. And I go, oh, here's here's this page. I want to remember. I'll put a bloody little orange sticky note on that bit. Yep. Then later in the book, I'll put a blue sticky note on that bit. Oh, I want to find that particular part. Oh, it's the orange sticky note. There it is. It's just sticky notes, mate. It's okay. So global they're, so they're, they're geographical time, sticky, they're time notes. sticky notes. Yeah. Okay. They're timestamps. They're big timestamps. Yeah, no. You sold me. All right. Fair enough. This guy. The yeah. the analogy of the, the sticky notes. Yeah. Works. That was it. it. Yeah, not the explaining exactly how it works in a sensible. Well, fashion. I'm still, I, I still don't think if I was traveling through time, that's an efficient, an easy way to do it. I feel like if I've invented time travel, I'm not going to be relying on wheat field stamps. Well, you're not going to want to just be sitting in a spot because if I was here right now mm-hmm. and I traveled like forward in time a thousand years, right? Well, 
if I was moving forward in time, not at the actual speed of time, but way more, in a thousand years, if I just appeared, A, if time team has taught me anything, the actual ground level will be about here. Okay. So time team. Time team. Oh, fucking hell, Robbo. Please. If anyone is listening who can think beyond third dimension. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if anyone's interested in co-hosting a podcast about <laughs> conspiracies. Yeah. We do have an opening coming up. Yeah. Can so you, can uh, who, you, can who you comprehend how that works? Who are we kicking out? In the future? Who are we kicking We're going to have an opening. So old is it, Cam? <laughs> In the near future, but how does he know? How do I know? <laughs> uh. So, A, the ground level is going to be this much higher. Yep. B, this house isn't going to be here. No. It could be a concrete foundation of an apartment building, mm. knowing this area. Yep. Right? Bloody gentrification. Well, well gentrified by Robbo. Yeah. yeah. So, that's unsafe for me to travel forward through time. Sitting here. Okay. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It'll be up in the air. If I'm bloody a couple hundred metres up in the air over a, a field mm. in England near a bloody monument that's never going to get demolished to build apartments, pretty safe. Mm. Unless I bloody appear and there's like a pigeon right where I was going to be get, flying. Get a pigeon in your belly. Oh, I've got a bloody pigeon in me. Yeah. Philadelphia experiment style. Yeah. Pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah, all right. No, fair enough. Got a timestamp there. Alternative theory, wallabies on opium. So the Attorney General of Tasmania <laughs> <laughs> said uh, it was just wallabies getting into like the opium crops because they grow it down there. It's like they have legal opium farms. So were these happening in the opium crops? Apparently, well, I don't know if they were happening, happening in the opium crops or where they were happening, but apparently wallabies were getting into it. Just getting fucking stronkered. It's pretty cool. And going around in the circles, banging their tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because by the time you, you've, you've fucking smashed a bunch of opium, yeah. and then you piss off to another place, by the time you get there and it starts fucking kicking in, yeah. probably be- not going to be in the opium crops. It's going to be wherever they head off to next. Yeah. Nice that would really fuck with a time traveller. He's like, oh, this is a spot. Come down all these really high wallabies. wallabies. What the fuck? It's like, I went way too far ahead. Yeah. Sees the Statue of Liberty in the background. This is our planet. Direct quote from Planet of the Apes there <laughs> by Robert. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like, there's various natural explanations mm-hmm. like ball lightning. Oh, yeah. And sh- the wind. Mm. Was, fuck off. The thing in Tully, they reckon, was ball just lightning? like a wind, like a little dust devil. Or something, because you know I've lived in countryish areas. Sometimes you just see them go, and then they piss off. Hmm. Little little willy willy, little willy willy. Did you guys come across the beef oracle? No, I wish I had the beef oracle. This Sounds was, like my kind of oracle. <laughs> this was in uh, in 2014 mm. in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. Huge crop circle appeared. Uh, it was like a bunch of concentric circles. Mm with like uh, dots on them which lined up with like the uh, like the winter solstice somehow. Right. Like with the movement of the planets and the winter solstice. In the middle of it was this big like like on the side of beef like picture. Okay. Like torn out of the field. Yeah. And then at the bottom of it, it said the beef oracle is coming. <gasps> like in crop circle – in format, yes. but in writing. The beef oracle is coming. Never have we had a more direct bloody crop circle. Yeah. Now, as it turned out, it was Meat and Livestock Australia with an elaborate, 
viral marketing. <laughs> did a viral campaign. marketing. And then there was like a website for the Beef Oracle uh, where I guess you could ask the Beef Oracle questions, but like all of its answers were like, hmm, sounds like you should be eating more beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's How a bloody full rack of bloody rib roast yeah, on the bone, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Bone and roast. Oh, I love the bone and roast. Just smash a bone in ribeye right now. Bring it to me, Beef Oracle. But uh, this did not come across my uh, field vige via, you know, reading a thing in Mumbrella about this cunning crop circle thing. I came yeah. across people who were like, what is the Beef Oracle? What does it mean? Right. Jesus. So I feel like and I'll this- tell you what it means. It means that there's going to be a mass massacre of uh, humans by the NWO, apparently. Really? Just have to bing it, said this guy. <laughs> <laughs> is this pre Duck Duck Go the favoured search by conspiracy theorists? I don't know. It's, it just jumped out at me. He's like, you just have to Bing this stuff. It's like, why are you telling people to use Bing? What's your agenda? Yeah, that seems like because you know how television shows sometimes have Bing. In yeah, them? like yeah. oh, just been, Bing it. That's because they've been paid. Yeah, to yeah. That. So like, why would a normal person say it? Yeah. This yeah. Um, but yeah, there's all like, like heaps of forum posts on different conspiracy forums where they're like going on about it. And even after it was revealed, they're like, no, but what does it really mean? <laughs> it's like, they're, no, they're saying eat more beef. The uh, I, I'm surprised I haven't heard about this. I feel like this could have got more traction in the media. Mm. Well, just because it's not lamb. Uh, yeah, you do a lamb, a slightly racist lamb campaign. They do, they're the ones that do those campaigns as well. Same people? Yeah. It's like pick a meat. Yeah. It's like what am I supposed to think? Yeah. yeah. Just all meat. You see multiple red well, meat. That's, the, that's their agenda is to get go, you to eat lots of meat. Yeah. Go to your bloody nearest kebab shop, get a little bit of both. This is what bothers me about Meat and Livestock Australia though, mm. the MLA. Here we go. Another one of Clam's classic rants. They're like they're always pushing meat on us. Yep. Yeah. They're never pushing the livestock. Which, you know, it's a paradox because they can't, can they? No. They push the livestock on the farmers. They can't be pro-livestock if you're also pro-meat. <laughs> Did you guys come across, speaking of um, commercial uh, crop circles, mm. which is quite a business. I think there's a, like Nike have done some. Yeah. Um, and they all use the circle makers who. <sighs> but why? Why is it a, like, I understand if you've got a beef oracle. Yeah, obviously <laughs> you need you, to advertise you, your beef oracle. But why is Nike doing a big swoosh? They did a big swoosh. Uh, there was a couple of other businesses. I, I don't think I wrote them down. I did write one. So the Circle Maker is the one that do a lot of the commercial commissions. Yeah, they're the ones that that took credit for a lot of them, um, and they're the ones in the interview that said this is exactly how the the thing was done. Yeah, um, but they also did one for corn, new metal band corn. <laughs> right uh, in twenty thirteen. Uh, no, I think it was 2010, sorry. Yeah. Uh, they did a, a big series of crop circles where the band Corn played in the middle of them, uh, their their signature brand of new metal, yeah. fusion of rap rock, yeah. uh, and streamed it live on MySpace. In 2010? Yeah, well past, well after. If they had done that in 1996 at the peak of the crop yeah. circle thing, did Corn have an album at that it's point? too early for MySpace yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, it still would have been a lot. I feel like 2010's too late, though. Yes, yeah. they missed their window by quite a bit. Like 2006, maybe, was oh, the time to do it. 2004. Yeah. Even then, corn were already sailing down the, the downward slope, I think. Yeah, no, but that could have been the thing that 
pulled them out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who at the record company was like, oh, corn, I've got an idea. Like the the most basic, that's a fucking, that's a ley line of an idea. There's what? a direct line from looking at the name yeah. to the actual finished product there. <laughs> one of the, one, it didn't have any. Um, that's not taking a lot of fucking funny turns, is it? <laughs> they also didn't have any audience. So it was just like, it didn't get people in to watch it. No. Right. Were they, they trying to recreate like the Pink Floyd live at Pompeii in, thing? Inspired by Pink Floyd. But yeah. oh. it's not as grandiose, is it? No. It's no. just a. Did you find out whose idea it was? Was it a record label uh, no, directed thing or was it I them? Didn't. I think it was probably Monkey Head, whatever his name is. Is that the singer? Is that one of the dudes? I don't know who the people monkey, in the corner are. Monkey Balls? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so crop circles have been, I guess, corporatized. Yeah. But people still are convinced that, no, nah, there's still real ones out there. If it was the record label that said, we're going to redo Live at Pompeii but in a field, the band should have said no. If no. it was the band that suggested it, someone at the, there should be someone doing a sanity check on these things saying, come on, Corn." Yeah, but if you're, a, if you're Corn in 2010 and you want to do a statement concert and you're like, oh, okay, Pompeii's been done. Yeah. Um, Atlantis. Oh, fuck, we don't know where it is. Yeah. Amateurs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Pyramids, uh, probably a bit ambitious for Corn in 2010. Yeah. Eiffel Tower, the French aren't going to play that. No. You just keep lowering your sights till you get to the level of corn in 2010. And wheat field in America. An actual cornfield. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. The whole thing smacks of desperation. I watched a little bit of it. I skipped through. Didn't really recognize any of the songs. You can see the full deck on, on YouTube. They didn't play your faves. I think they, I did see somewhere they said they were playing some of the faves. Were you into corn? <laughs> I enjoyed a little bit of corn in the late 90s. Yeah. I had some good songs. Did they? This oh, yeah. But this is in 2010. Yeah, 20. Oh, this was last week when I was checking them out. Yeah. But also, fucking all of these corporate crop circle things, leave that in the 90s. Mm. Like, why? Like, I don't think crop circle should. Like, I understand if you do a crop circle, you're going to get in the local paper, right? Yeah. But surely not these days. No. Surely nowadays it's just, oh, but I mean they they have to fill the pages. So they are still popping up, like the every, farmers are just pissed. Fucking yeah, dickheads! <laughs> stop, stop <laughs> ruining my, my crops. Also, it's it's almost like um, graffito taggers, where like the one will go up and all the all the sort of communities like, oh look at that one, who you know who did that one? Oh, it's an impressive work from old Banksy. Yeah, except Banksy doesn't old, do old Cornsy. Yeah, Cornsy. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe Banksy needs to do a crop circle. Maybe someone needs to do a fucking graph correlating the uh, rise of farmer suicides with uh, the rise of <laughs> crop circles. <laughs> well, someone did a graph of crop circles in relation to roads. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, they were all right next yeah, to roads. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so does anyone have anything more on crop circles? No, I'm going to have to admit both ley lines and crop circles let me down. I Just think they're good for having – I think they're in the not so much crop circles, but ley lines. I think are in the background yes. of a lot of other stuff, like it, like the number. You know, oh, this is a cool conspiracy, and thirty three is involved somehow. Yeah, not. Let's just talk about thirty three. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we've probably been watching. People, there's probably some other video where they're like, yeah, and there's a ley line connecting all of this. Yeah, but you know, 
Just a bit of extra understanding. Yeah. Let's put on your bloody mind cake. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing with crop circles I had was someone saying that they're created by military satellites using, okay. using microwave lasers or mazes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you made up or? No. <laughs> I would like to try one of those bloody stick things on ropes to try and make a crop circle. Who's, which farmer's day are we going to ruin? Well, I mean, we don't need to ruin a day, just a corner of his field. Yeah. Can we, do you mind, it's like. Just literally take food out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have some housekeeping? I believe that we do. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to boo crop circles and boo ley lines. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, fair enough. I, I enjoy the that like Stonehenge and a bunch of other cool things line up. Mm. But other than maybe because it was just easier to get to them. Yeah. 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 Now, in YouTube news, I think various people have been kicked off YouTube. Everyone's gone. Yeah. yeah. I saw Smoke and Mirrors has another channel up, but he's just uploading old videos. Yeah. So, so he got kicked off as well. So none of our old faves are yeah. currently active on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Russian Vids? No. Nah. Russian Vids has gone. Oh, he was gone for a while. Man, I can't remember if he's back. But he, he was definitely in some strife. There's been a bloody crackdown on the truth. Um, and like everyone's just seemed to have stopped communicating. I don't know if they've got a Discord going on or Slack an chat? IRC, a Slack yeah, they must maybe. Have a Slack going. Yeah. Uh, oh, to be a fly on the wall of that Slack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, most of our most of our faves. Oh no, Russian is still there. Sorry. Yeah, how convenient that the shill keeps his channel up. John McEnroe versus Serena Williams controversy. He's still going. Oh, so he. What's that controversy? So he had to change his channel. So there's another an update saying Russian vids changing channels. Right, but Sidethorn gone, gone. Uh, Sidethorn's one of his trolls is creating a bunch of Sidethorn right. fake channels. This is the what the one guy that he keeps calling yeah, yeah, out, yeah. yeah. Michael Rajetsky or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, PK yeah, is underground. Who knows where PK is? Well, we know he's probably on Burke Street yelling at people. <laughs> now, uh, Salty, I believe you had a bit of other other business. Well, I wish I had my phone here. One of you guys will have to fire up the Slack chat. So Alex Jones had some ex-CIA person on his show mm-hmm. talking about Mars. Oh, the Mars. Um, Mars having shipped – the US having shipped a bunch of children to Mars to yes. be slaves. Yes, so um, secret child sex slave bases on Mars was yeah. his claim. So this is the ex-CIA person yeah, saying yeah. that. Yeah. Was he ex-CIA? Yeah, I okay. think so. So then the real CIA had to come out and actually- No, NASA came out and NASA said NASA came yeah. out and, did, and said, no, we don't, no, we have, don't have sex, sex slaves on, on Mars. Mars. <laughs> do you think the spokesperson was like horrified that they had to do that or were they like, no, this that, is going to be awesome? Yeah, no, they're, they're loving that. They're, yeah, But yeah, that made very mainstream news. I guess because NASA commented it and yeah. got picked up. But like, yeah. That's interesting. Well, I think it's still because there's the the thing that Alex Jones has, you know, the ear of the president. Mm, mm. That's like, what the fuck is this guy on about? Yeah. So that was it for me, really. I haven't watched that video yet, but I would really like to. Oh, I watched it. Um, he kind of mentions it casually. Right. And Alex Jones doesn't, like, say, well, that's ridiculous. He sort of says, yeah, who knows what they're doing up there? <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing all sorts of secret missions. So. Oh, the other good thing that was going around about Alex Jones this week, someone did a great article comparing uh, all of the things you can buy on InfoWars with all of the things you can buy on Goop. 
Oh yeah, right. which is who? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle right. site, and there's massive crossover. <laughs> oh, that's ah. great. So yeah, check that out. That's pretty funny. If people want to find us on the web, on the internet, they can find us at Hypothepod on Twitter. Yes. Hypothetical Institute on Facebook and hypotheticalinstitute.com. Also give us a sneaky rating. Yeah, leave us a rating on uh, iTunes or if you've already done it, like some posts on Facebook. Do a maybe a, a social media share. Yeah, a couple oh, of shares would be good. Yeah, trick the algorithm into thinking we're popular. Yeah. And we, you'll, once we are popular, you'll be able to say, oh, I was on the ground floor yeah. back when they were good. Yeah. <laughs> before they sold out to the CIA, yeah. which we will do eventually. I knew those guys before they were bloody plugging stamps.com. <laughs> uh, also, if you work for stamps.com, get at us. Yeah. Or Squarespace. Yep. Don't get at us. We're unselloutable. Uh, which find makes us the perfect people to sell out, doesn't it? <laughs> no one will ever suspect that only shilling stamps.com because we're being made to. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at com for everything. Beer stuff. At Saltmarsh on Twitter for me and Andrew Saltmarsh illustration on Facebook. And at Sexenheimer on the Twitter and gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Supply contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Don't worry. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see that. Why don't you...